This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Yeah, it's your man, K.I. from Bed-Stuy. Once again, we have another amazing podcast. And as you know, this is Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Now, we are clearly aware of the uh, coronavirus and we are honoring the social distance. But that does not stop us from getting on the airwaves and being in our own big old beds to deliver another uh, amazing show. I got some amazing guest um, co-hosts on today. We got Miss Maya. How you doing, Maya? Hi. <laughs> All right. We got, uh, you know, look, we look like we're going to have a regular coming back here with Robin. Hey, Robin. <laughs> how you doing? I'm Welcome doing back. great. Thanks. Thank that's you. What, that's what's up. And I got to introduce our, our first timer, but I, I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to go on record and say this won't be his last time. I got my brother Changa Bell in the building. Changa, what's good with you? Hey, what's up, Cake? Hey, yeah, yo, so good to see you, brother. Changa is out on a farm right now. We all jealous. <laughs> oh, okay, <wow>. brother. <laughs> we coming. It's social distancing, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Don't be jealous. Course, There's a lot of hard work. I, I'm, I'm not jealous. I'm not even oh, yeah. mad, player. <laughs> Look, we got <laughs> King Kong, ain't got nothing on, brother Leon. Brother Leon, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Listen, on one of our last podcasts, Brother Leon serenaded us with uh, with uh, a, a acoustic guitar medley. Yo, thank you for that, uh, Leon. Can't wait to air that one. And of course, last but most certainly not least, who yo, we got? Yo, yo, Big O. Give me more. Keep you in the know. Let's go. What? Let's do this. All right. So as customary, we always start the show with the feel-good story of the day. And we definitely need a lot of it, don't we? Yes. All right. Something to balance out this crazy time. Come on. So I'm going to bring one. Here we go. So uh, let's see. Uh, School parents have pulled together thousands of dollars as a thank you gift to janitorial staff sanitizing schools. Okay. Bring it. As a means of thanking school custodians for going the extra mile, making sure school facilities are kept clean and sanitary during the coronavirus outbreak. Appreciative parents from all over the country have raised thousands of dollars for their district's janitors. Okay. Nice. Yes. These people, these people are, are you talk about uh, underestimate, undervalued, <coughs> you know, these people are undervalued. They, they do a thankless job all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a, a parent, Brooke Thomas, a mother of four, had been discussing the incident with a number of her fellow school parents in a Facebook group when she got the idea to raise money for the janitors conducting the deep cleaning. All right. Uh, let's see. In just one week, Thomas Thomas's Facebook fundraiser for the custodial staff at Allen Brooks School and at Williston Central uh, School surged past its original goal of $200 and raised more than $7,400 in donations. Oh, nice. Let's go. Right? So because of that, similar initiatives have popped up across the United States. Nice. Like Shauna Linsky, 
uh, GoFundMe campaign for the custodial staff at her children's school in Shelburne, Vermont, which has already raised $4,000. Very nice. All right. So I, I thought, man, that's a really good feel-good story for people who are undervalued to begin with. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this virus will, will allow us to really begin to see each other in a much more humane way and eliminate a lot of the different isms that we have been plagued with as a virus of its own. So is everybody feeling good? Yes, yes sir. That, that feel good story enough for you? Yep. All right, big Oh, look, drop it like it's hot on us, boy, because I got some questions for, for Changa Bell. Oh, yeah. I want to get on. let's go get let's get into it. So let's the topic it. of today, no, no hose bar. How important is lifestyle match when it comes to dating and relationship? And we're going to focus mainly speaking specifically to the focus of physical activity. So we're talking mm-hmm. yoga. We're talking daily exercise. We're talking any type of fitness activity, meditation, whatever you call it. How important is it to have a lifestyle match in the person you're dating or in a relationship with as it pertains to physical activity? Can we have our newcomer, Changa Bell? Uh, Changa, how you feel about jumping right in on that? Well, I, first I want to say that, you know, maybe it's normal for you guys, but being up in the bed with seven people here, this is, <laughs> this is a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe the brother played his guitar in here. Pass me one of those pillows. Yes, sir. Got it, bro. Ninja. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> That's the first thing. So, yeah, you have to have similar values in a relationship because no any way, any, um, if there's any way that I could lay up in this bed with seven people and not get fussed at by my wife, then, you know, yeah. that's, that's a very <laughs> important quality to have. Absolutely. Uh, but all, all jokes aside, I think with the question, that's the way I interpret it is uh, talking about values. Um, and yeah, and if you don't have <clears throat> the same values, your relationship is doomed from the beginning. And it doesn't mean that you have to have all the the values there, but probably the core values, Uh, because I've seen relationships, even with my own parents, if it comes down to one thing like education, it was a big thing. Like they were pretty well matched. But when it came to one believed in public education, another believed in private education. And, you you know, thus the Cold War in 1972. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say, brother? I said, now everybody's being homeschooled. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but to, to your point, we've been homeschooling for 11 years now. So we mm-hmm. were doing it before it was popular and a lot of, well, it's always been popular among certain, certain folks. But uh, that's a great point because when I met my wife before she was my wife, I talked that over with her. I said, hey, you know, I, I don't believe in a public education system here and other places it may be good. And I didn't want to do private because, frankly, I knew I couldn't afford it because I wanted a big family. So we had those discussions up front. Like, would you be willing to sacrifice career or would you be willing to have me stay home? Because I'm, a, I'm an excellent teacher. I used to teach at the high school level. At, I t- taught at Georgetown University. And I was like, I'd be happy to stay home as long as you're not going to be out here calling me a sucker. <laughs> uh, you know because sometimes it could be both ways yeah, sometimes the ladies be like well, i, I want to do this and then you do that and they actually yeah. sit and they're like Who money is it right exactly so we talked about that and um yeah so 11 years in and here we are that's what's up nice. i got a basketball team uh y'all 
Wow. Yeah, six kids. Yeah, six Shanga. kids. Wow. Yeah. Shanga, yeah, starting Shanga. lineup and, and coming off. Wow. And shooting three, son. Yeah, we do. We do have a full court out there. It gets serious in the, in the warm warm months. I, I shoot elbows. I don't care if you're five years old. You just not, <laughs> elbow you to elbow. Me <laughs> We're running black. <laughs> That's right, uh, Shanga. I did the same thing to my son, man. Look, so here, so I noticed. I, I saw on your Twitter page. You had uh, something about yoga, five benefits of yoga during a global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, um, could, you, could you speak to us about, the, uh, about some of the, the, the five benefits and uh, what you would advise people during this time? Sure. I mean, I think we're all going through different things, but one of the main things I would think that we probably share is a lot of us are in our heads and in our emotions about things. Yeah. So some of the things I was prescribing were to get get us out of our heads and into our bodies, uh, yes. because our body has its own separate intelligence. And, you know, if you... If if we don't lend to anxiety and fear, we can actually, you know, tell the difference between, say, the, the respiratory issues of an allergy and that of uh, COVID-19 so that we don't panic. And also with the restlessness, I see so many posts about, uh, you know, from men being nervous about staying home with their wife and kids because they're not used to spending that much time with them. Uh, and I forgot what that feels like because we've been as I mentioned, homeschooling so long, been a social entrepreneur. So it's just about getting that mind body united and and really finding a, a place of peace inside. And I, I sort of spoke about the general attributes of yoga. A lot of men seem to think it's, it's feminine and it is in nature in a way because things that are inner, you know, when you're talking about intrinsic, looking inward, that's uh, from a yogic perspective, that is the feminine energy. Uh, anything that's outward is uh, is masculine energy. So we tend to be very outward focused as a culture. Uh, this makes us inward and, and use that feminine energy. And this is what you need in order to uh, to, to withstand, you know, however long it's going to be, five months, four months. If you look at the other countries and how long it took them to recover, it takes about four to five months. Mm. Okay. So, so, um, so, as far as lifestyle matches, everybody, how important is health and fitness? Like for me, it's very important. Like I'm very much into exercising, uh, working out, bike riding, meditation. Um, anytime I can get and do yoga, that's important. Like those things are very important to me as it pertains to finding a, a potential match. Um, so yeah. I think, um, I, I, I like how Changa put it as values, right? The values don't have to, they have to align. They don't necessarily have to match right. eye to eye, right. but they have to align, right? And so, and this- Complement each other. Yeah, some yes. some way, somehow, right? Yes. So piggybacking off what you said, now I'm the same way. Leon and I both, and I don't know if I've ever disclosed this to our listeners, I'm also a personal trainer. Leon and I, Leon and I used to work together um, right. at the same gym. That's so, how we all met. That's how the three of us met. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Through that, through that gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, um, and so, uh, for me, you know, physical health, I, I personally feel, and this is just my take. I feel like if you don't have physical health, you have nothing, you have mm-hmm. nothing like everything else is, is dust. If you don't have the physical health to enjoy it. Now, as far as having a lifestyle match, I'm heavy into the weight room. Right. That's my that's my Zen room. That's my uh, go to place. I would like to be with someone who also enjoys doing weights, but I don't need that. Right. But they do have to be somehow 
physically active. So if that means they're doing yoga or they're out there running or right. maybe they're doing spin classes or maybe they're swimming, you don't necessarily have to lift weights right. uh, like I do. But yeah, health, physical health, if you don't value your physical health, then we're going to bump heads. We're going to bump heads. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's not something to take for granted, right? And if you have the ability and the capability and you have the privilege to be in a position where you can devote time to working on yourself physically, then to not do it is just, is is irresponsible in my case. Because one thing I do know uh, just from the industry is that either by way of the activity you do or don't do, you're going to come across some type of injury. That injury can be catastrophic because your body has never been prepared for it, or it can be minor because you have strengthened your body to prepare for it. Agreed. All right. So, ladies, any any uh, any comments or thoughts on uh, on the on the topic? Yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> with what uh, what he said. Um, I do think that definitely physical health and all that is very important. Um, honestly, I'm terrible about it, but, and I do think that having a, also having your partner be also be, think that that is important is also like, that needs to be a thing. Otherwise it's because your partner needs to be careful and aware of their physical and mental health, which I think they both bleed into one another. Um, I do think that it's not necessary to have your lifestyles match in that case. Right. Um, because I would think that everybody needs, I mean, if it works for you, great. Um, but in my case, or like basically everybody needs some time away from their partner, especially if you live together, which I do. Um, so it's like, you need your own space. Absolutely. Your own time. And I think in some cases, having your own separate physical like activities would be one of the ways to do that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it together with that person, but you know, Mm -hmm. if that that is something that will um, help (laughs) cultivate and nurture a relationship, um, you know, do you think it's important? I mean, some people just can't, can't, um, exercise because of their jobs. You know, some people work 10, 12, you know, 16 hours a day. They don't have the time, but it's something that is necessary and important um, at some point in time during um, the, the relationship, the nurturing of a relationship. Yeah. Like, I've definitely, Robin works out. Yeah. yeah. I've had times where I have like, I've been working crazy hours, so I've mm-hmm. not been able to yeah, exercise at all. Near impossible. But, yeah. So, but I do realize how important it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, you want to tell me, Robin? Yes. You know, you know, you know, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, first of all, I don't believe in can't. So I'm just going to say that right. Th- Thank yeah, you. I'm going to say that right off the bat because I honestly feel that, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that, but um, I, I, it's all about your priorities. It's just all about your priorities. So it's just all about your priorities. Now, I, you know, I'm kind of sitting from a cushiony spot over here because I don't have to work three jobs and four jobs and throughout the night and all that kind of stuff. And I do sit there and think, oh, Lord, if I had to get up and go at 4 a.m. or whatever. But you know what? I don't know. I, I, I've been an exercise sort of fanatic since I was 16 years old. I'm 62. I'm in my workout clothes now because I had a 
boot camp, virtual boot camp upstairs. And then I did a yoga and a breathing thing afterwards and yeah. jump right on the call. So, I mean, and I'm doing it more for my sanity here because we're all locked up and my gym is closed. But um, in so saying in, that, I'm in a relationship with someone who, who isn't. Um, yeah. I, yeah um, <clears throat> a, I think it's, I'm going to throw the age thing in there too, because I do think that um, for me, it's important. Yes, it is important. However, I do think, you know, let's say the 20s and 30s year olds or what, maybe, maybe they're not going to focus so much on that because I think then, uh, I'm saying this from my, my perspective, of course, I think at that point, you're, maybe you're more infatuated with all the other glamorous kind of like <laughs> physical thing, things or whatever. And so you're not really necessarily thinking uh, exercise, nutrition, lifestyle, you know, oh, that's cool that you like art. Okay, I'll go there, you know, and it, you haven't really gotten set in your ways. Now I'm on the other side where I know who I am, you know, and I know the things that I like. Now in saying that lifestyle doesn't necessarily have to be so, so much the same because I enjoy learning. I, I, mean, I want to be in a relationship where I'm learning from somebody okay. as well. And I want to be in a relationship where I'm not, I don't feel like I'm always teaching somebody something. Now, when you meet somebody that is, um, they have, core values that are the same. And this goes back to one of the other podcasts you did about um, age and, and lifestyles and, and experience, life experience, I think we called it. Um, those things are really valuable to me. So I, when I meet somebody, I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet them and like them because of their soul. You know, I'm going to see sure. into their soul about what they're about, what they think, you Absolutely. know, how they treat their children, their family, their yes. community, all that kind of stuff. Right. Now you get to a point where it's, so here's a little hypothetical. You get to a point where you feel as you go along in that relationship that they want to be like you when they're with you and they thank you for that because they're more physical with you and they eat healthier and all those kind of things. But you start to feel after, at the end of the day, after a while that maybe you're almost pushing them because you start to think that they're, they're, they haven't, they don't have that twist in their head to think about it. Like I do, it's not natural for them. So they enjoy it, but they don't do it by habitually on their own, right? right. So right. you fast forward into that relationship and then you start, to, it's almost like I start to build a little bit of a resentment up and right. I start feeling like, okay, well, I just finished the class and you're still sitting on the couch watching TV and I'm going to lose right. my shit right now, right? right. And so wh what do you do? Because that wasn't really an issue when you went into the relationship. Right. And, that, you know? and so again, you know, the whole idea behind talking it over is not when you're in a relationship, it's the things that we need to start thinking about when we're courting and maybe the early mm -hmm. stages of dating as it pertains to things that are going, right? Because things aren't a problem until they're a problem. That's right. And That's right. All of a sudden you're like, wow, you know what? I didn't give much thought to any of those things because maybe I was infatuated at the time or this was somebody I really wanted to be in a relationship, but mm -hmm. I really didn't give a lot of thought to the other ancillary things, the small things that undo relationships, right? Because it's right. Usually not the big stuff. It's usually the small in-between things that you suddenly realize is not going to work. Right. That's right. right. Little, little things become big things. What, Brother Leon, That's you've been quiet, man. What's, what's going on? What's your thoughts over here? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, sometimes it's just good to listen, uh, as my grandmother used to say. Um, I, I feel, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I feel that everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, um, lifestyle matches are important. Um, it just depends on how they, like, how they classify it, you know? Right. Because, 
even if you think about the couples, whether they have been successful or not, if on the surface it appears that their lifestyles don't necessarily match, I guarantee you that if you did a little delving into their interpersonal relationships, that there are similarities in their core values. So I I think about how I had a partner once who like I'm she wasn't as active as me. However, there are certain things she did as it pertained to, you know, strengthening her yoga practice that actually helped me develop a better yoga practice. Absolutely. Right. Um, And then me being uh, a a fitness enthusiast and uh, and a, a coach, you know, I then imparted that onto her. So like, it's not like our lifestyles were um, like antithetical, but they, they had similarities. Like, like I look at it, like we both cared about on some level, our bodies. Right. So so did that strengthen your relationship? Huh? Did that strengthen your relationship? Well, I mean, we're not together anymore, so I don't know. Now I'm talking. Well, it, it, I did at that time, right? <laughs> I think it did. Yeah, yeah. So I let think me, it did at the time, you know. So let, let me flip this for everybody. Oh, go, go ahead, Leon. Well, I was just saying that, you know, that's, and then I thought about how there are women that I have dated where, like, like, it may have been, like, a small thing to them, but, like, I didn't know until getting to know them that they either, they smoked. Or they like, or more specifically, um, like nothing against people who smoke weed. But this one young lady, like she always had to, and it really turned me off. And I uh, all the time. I smoke occasionally, you know, when I'm with friends and stuff. But like, it just made me look at her differently, and not as a, in a demeaning way, but almost kind of like this doesn't align with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. With your with your vision right. of health. And the funny. <laughs> The funny thing is, she was fairly active. She liked yeah. basketball. You know, yeah. stop. It's like so. It's not necessarily. I, I I think it's always deeper than like. Obviously, these questions are posited to have these sort of conversations for the sake of having a a fruitful podcast. I think that when we look at these questions, though, it's important to kind of look at the 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 overarching and then the underlying. You know, because like when I look when I thought about her, I was just like, hmm, she was cool, but. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that. Like, you got to smoke at like, at I don't know, at eleven o'clock at night before you go to bed. Like, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we're talking about one aspect of many right, different. Exactly, you know, exactly. we're talking about so As we're just the core value. Uh, yeah, and how I related it to myself. You know, you know, but yeah. right. So, yeah. so oh, you're about to hit on something. So not mm-hmm. just, just not health and fitness, but let's say arts and entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Those things play. And so again, we're going to do other podcasts on about those, right? Lifestyle, right. Lifestyle matches. And I mean, we can touch on some of them now, but you know, dating someone who maybe who's really into arts and museums and, and art exhibits, and you're, you're, you're potentially going into a relationship with someone who has no interest in that at all. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's my take on that, right? And this is this is going back to what how how Changa Bell opened up with the value the value spectrum, right? And everything is going to have different weight as it pertains to what they value, right? So let's say my value top value of all things is health, right? That might be number three or four on somebody's mm-hmm. scale, and that doesn't mean that you know we uh, aren't 
we don't have similar lifestyles. It just means that our alignment might be a near miss, might be a near miss just in that one area. Right. And so I, I wanted to go back and, and ask, open up the, the uh, discussion. I wanted to ask, picture this, let's say whatever it may be, whatever your number one uh, or most weighted value is, if we're, for illustration purposes, let's just say it's health and fitness, because that's the topic we're on. Could you see yourself, let's say, like like Robin said, you are somebody who's out there who's active. You hit the weight room four times a week or what have you. Or maybe you're cycling twice a day, preparing for a triathlon. You're out there running. Whatever it is that gets you going physically. Could you see yourself being in a relationship, knowing yourself that that's the person you are, and then coming home or going out with someone and they're just like, I, I did absolutely nothing. And I don't plan to do anything. And I don't value <clears throat> my my physical health. Like, it's not that important to me. No. no, no. Okay, so that's a universal <laughs> no. Right? Right. So, so it is important. Yeah, it is well, important that they align. Okay, go ahead, Changi. Yeah. I, I was, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll make a and and not playing devil's advocate. I'll, I'll, please, I'll, oh no, I'll please. Play, um, yeah. I'll play yogic yogic advocate because uh-huh. uh, you know and, and when you when you're practicing mindfulness and yoga, uh, this thing non judgment and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big yeah. deal because uh, non-judgment is the biggest one. How not to judge someone else. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that serenity prayer that's become cliche about controlling other things. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing we have to control is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, being that we're a family of eight, I had to learn that my father was very sort of controlling. He was a before the, all of this stuff was in vogue. I mean, the brother used to send me to school with the little wheat bread sandwiches with wheat germ and spinach. When everybody else had bologna and cheese, so naturally mm-hmm. I rebelled. Um, but it, it was like a war at the dinner table too, because he wanted all this healthy stuff. Right. And you know, my mother was was fairly healthy, but she was like, you know, they could have some Cheerios, etc. So um, I've been vegan. I go in and out of veganism. I'll I'll practice veganism for like three years, then I'll stop. Um, but I remember that sort of traumatically in my childhood. So with my kids. I don't make them go vegan when I go vegan. Right. Uh, what I try to do is uh, is respect them as human beings, mm-hmm. give them the information I have, say, hey, this uh, you know this will prolong life in a certain way if you're if you're cognizant of health and et cetera. So I'll just put it back to that because when, you know my wife and I've been married for 14 years, and I say the most cha- challenging part is waking up every day and making that choice to stay married, and mm-hmm. that choice comes. <laughs> From really accepting uh, it's not that um, you know somebody else looks better or it's a lot of thirst traps on Instagram and it's like the grass is not is not necessarily greener it's really just having compassion towards another human being whether in 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 also seeing my own shortages to see well like maybe she'll fall short on the fitness thing because I have like functional ADD mm-hmm. I could work out for for forever and mm-hmm. uh, but she'll like you know run around once and just be like, I'm done. <laughs> so it's like having, having compassion and, you know, maybe we don't match there, but where don't I match her? You know, because I'm so, mm. so yeah. myopic. Well, where if I, you know, she's just not as uh, vocal as I am about pointing out shortfalls. So then I'll sit quietly with myself and I'll have to observe myself and see where I may be falling short. And uh, that, that's the thing that's really hard. So when we get into these, uh, because they are judgments, uh, about uh, someone's lifestyle, um, not "quote unquote" meeting us. That means that we think that we are the epitome of what it right. is to be. 
Right. So, so I would, so, so then what, what we're really aiming for with, with talk it over as, as a podcast and, and a dating um, show is to actually get at some of those things sooner than later. Right. So that we Hello? making an assessment as, as it pertains to what we determine is value for us. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that we can, you know, so that we can really start to think about those things before we get into a full on relationship and blaming someone or judging for someone for who they are when we didn't do our homework in the early courting and early dating stages. Right. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to make know, that assessment. Right. Go ahead. I f- find that to be a little bit difficult um i mean granted yes of course you have to be a little bit aware but also people change so much over time and you kind of learn about yourself a lot of the time especially like i just i turned 30 last year but i've been in a relationship for the past for almost six years like i've changed a lot over the last six years so there's a lot of like things that have you know it's like you grow up you start to change um i do I agree that you not ever, of course, you don't have to have the exact same values for everything. I don't think right. that's, I don't think that's fair to, would think right. that. It's impossible. It's, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. My reason though, for saying no to that first initial question that was asked earlier was the fact that really physical health is too important into mental health. So mm-hmm. that's, that okay. would be my issue of if I were to like go out and be exercising and then come home and the partner is says, especially if they say they're not interested at all, uh-huh. that would be the big problems because it's mm-hmm. far too, it bleed, they bleed too much into each other. And I could not be with somebody who does not care about their mental health. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and, and you would want to know that sooner than later, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not. Mm. Yeah, I would. If I could know that sooner than later, that would be helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's you know, it's yeah, not. No, we can't know everything. And, That's and what I was going to say. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. But yeah, if I could, that would be great. <laughs> so a lot of but the that, mistakes. Yep. Go ahead, Rob. But that go, that goes along with. Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting your name. But bril- thank you, <laughs> brilliant man on the mic over there. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that you brought up the judgment and all that kind of stuff. Cause my mind, I, I, as soon as no came out of my mouth, I thought, I thought sit in your right lane, Robin, like, seriously, that is so wrong. That's what I want to say right away. But I immediately say, but that is not fair. That's not fair. And so going back to the, you know, dating and knowing ahead of time and everything you're judging, you meet somebody on the first date, right. Or first time or whatever. And like I said, you see their soul. You just see that that person, wow, look at that person. Look at how that dude is with his kids and his grandkids and his daughter's dog or his neighbor's whatever. And look at him with respect to his mother, how he treats his mother. And oh, just all those kinds of things that are obviously very valuable to me in my stage of the game. And, um, and you don't stop to think about, well, the things, those little things like exercise and um, mindfulness and things like that are not so obvious. I happen to have a family that's very into that. And my son's very big into the world of that. And, um, so it's very on much on our radar and I'm, and I've gotten even more so into it. Um, I genuinely want better for, for, for somebody like that. So you've got all of that going on and you are like an unbelievable friend 
and you've got these great things and great qualities about that friend that are really important to me for the, my end game and my rest of my life. But you got those little things and you, I find that I want very much to have uh, that person be better. You know, I want you, I want, I want physical betterness for you. I want mental betterness for you. Um, you have issues that I don't necessarily have and you're 10 years younger than me. Um, lots of things that you can do to get yourself out of that. I mean, this, I'm, I'm speaking of friends too, girlfriends, but, um, so that's, so that's, see, now that is judgment. That would be judging someone. That would be judged. That, that would is, be judging. That is a form of narcissism, right? So if, if yeah. that, so, so to eat, to not be in that situation, look, there is a difference between judging something and assessing something, right? Mm -hmm. Judging is what you personally think about something or someone, and that may or may not be the facts. But we do have a right to make an assessment as it pertains to what we determine as value to us. That's true. Right? But very well, very well put. I'm glad you said that, Nas, because I was going to actually mention that after um, Brother Changa first mentioned the uh the judgmental aspect to our collective response to that question <laughs> and that's why i mean just this that's just personally how i view it i'm not judging somebody for choosing that as a life choice right. but knowing who i am and especially as it pertains to uh potential partners in the long term yeah. already see down the line like i want to be able to you know, look at my partner when we're like in our 50s, 60s, and 70s and say, oh, that's what's up. Because of mm -hmm. the that we've led, right. we're still able to enjoy the bodies that we have. Right. I'm, right. Looking at it. I'm not looking at it as a, oh, you don't work right. out. I can't rock with you. Like, mm -hmm. right. right. I'm looking at it like, you know, what is the potential of us be able, being able to maintain ourselves with that particular behavior that is clearly who you are? That okay. is alignment with the way i see things and that doesn't mean that i'm better i'm just recognizing that yo you know you you're cool but in the long term this probably isn't going to work because we're going to continue to bump heads i also can look at it you can also look at it from the perspective of obviously you want to uh be a benefit to one another but what happens when one of the part one of your like within that relationship when health does start to decline mm. how much of being uh, uh, uh within that physical nature you know is that going to play a role like chinga you said that you know your your wife um is heavily involved in that yogic practice correct no she became that way uh, she but became she that was way. in the in the in the beginning she wasn't that she shit. Was, right was and very that's kojic. that's what i'm saying so like imagine if you had that perspective when she wasn't that now nah, I really can't rock with that. You, the, the lifestyle that you have right now would be totally different. You probably wouldn't be together. Well, you know, my, my testimony with meeting her is very interesting. Uh, but I basically argue with God in my head for a while. Cause I was like, that is not my wife. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, you know, she's a lot younger than me. Uh, we had totally different lifestyles, but I see the wisdom spiritually uh, at why she's my wife. Now, uh, but I want to go back to what Sister Maya was talking about real quick, because she was expressing compassionately about uh, herself, saying that she had evolved so much, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, over the course of six years. And I think that's the one thing we got to remember. I mean, and even to, to, to broad spectrum it real quick, if we look at Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. top of his health game, top of his financial health game. Uh, and that's what really started to get me into my own, uh, to really looking at myself, that cliche that if you're pointing one finger, 
at someone that they're three fingers pointing back at you. Absolutely. Um, that mm. when I thought about all the, mm. of the evils that maybe my spouse could do or all the irritations that she could do to me, uh, getting fat, um, getting a boyfriend, getting a girlfriend, <laughs> whatever it would be, mm. really at the end of the day, it came down to could I be with integrity, the person I said I was going to be and, and, and love her through whatever storm she was going to go because she has her own character arc. She has her own uh, uh, path of development. And the only thing that, that upset me was like, oh, shit, I can't stop cancer. I mean, two weeks ago, that this virus wasn't on the radar. I had all mm-hmm. kind of stuff planned, all kind of income and everything. So, you know, really the stuff that's out of, the only thing that's in our control ever, ever, ever is just us. Present, and yeah. I think I appreciate the topic because it, on it, like you said, Brother Leon, on the surface, it seems sort of rudimentary and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are spiritual, energetic beings having this you biomass yes. mm-hmm. experience. Uh, I can rock with you, Jenga. I can rock with you. <laughs> yeah, if we don't go beneath that iceberg all yeah. the time, not some of the right. time, mm-hmm. but all the time. Right. And that's what this is about, is literally going below the surface and looking within oneself as it pertains to our choices. I know that I always want to be taking ownership of my behavior, i.e. the relationships that I cultivate and nurture, right? Mm -hmm. It it takes two to make a thing go right and wrong, but Mm -hmm. in order for them to really go right, I have to look within myself, look at my behavior, look at my pattern of behavior, and look at things that um, allow me to be inside of my best self. Okay. Right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all work. And that's what uh, Talk It Over is designed to do, is to have us really look within ourselves and do that soul work. Mm-hmm. Right? You so, know, one portion of the question I find that we really haven't talked on is health and fitness or, you know, as a lifestyle has pretty much kind of like dominated the conversation. But one part that I was looking at, and you know, we touched on it a little bit with was arts and entertainment, but the other yeah. was uh, politics and politics religion. and religion. <laughs> and those, be, and those oh, yeah. are other podcasts. I mean, right. yeah. now, right. That's a big one. now, because it's all, again, it's all, about uh, the, the, the original, the initial question. Mm-hmm. And so then there are these sub, there are these subtexts that follow it. So arts and entertainment, I was going to ask Maya, could you be with right. someone, like if you're into arts and entertainment, could you, could you engage or begin to court or be in a, uh, start dating someone who wasn't? Uh, if they had absolutely no interest, then no, it is far too, I mean, it's my, career (laughs) so it's far it is far 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 too important for me like that would be personally for me that's like really really high on the list if they had you know if they were if they like didn't know anything about it but still wanted to learn about it then yeah sure Sure. but if they had no interest then absolutely not (laughs) yeah look one, one of my friends really good friend of mine um she big into art she's a painter and uh, she lives up in Winchester, Virginia. And uh, every year in Cincinnati, they have this art exhibit that she loves. And she she asked me would I you know drive with her to Cincinnati because she needed someone to do a lot of the driving. She's like in her 60s. And so I said, yeah. I said, but look, 
I mean, I'm not <coughs> nearly as into art as you are. I said, but I'm more than happy to drive you. And because it's something you're very passionate about and that you love, and I love you, you're a great friend of mine. I said, I'm not going to attend, but I totally stand in support of, you know, you going and you seeing this exhibit. Now, I appreciate art. I just, it just wasn't where I felt like I wanted to be at that particular time. But I wanted to I wanted to make sure that I was in support of a friend of mine who lives, dies, and breathes art. So mm. it doesn't have to, you know, so it doesn't have to again. So do the the, the question of lifestyle matches and and alignment, you know, it's right. She she was totally cool with the fact that I appreciated art, but that I didn't necessarily need to attend the art exhibit. And I think I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, brother. I was going to say that um, I think that kind of speaks to, um, I mean, obviously now that's more of a a friend or relationship, but, you know, as it it pertains to, um, I think, partners, it becomes more important. And I'm not, say, a religious man by by any means, but there are certain aspects to how I grew up that I can appreciate uh, throughout having a, a, a Christian br- uh, background growing, growing up. Um, and I, I'm this whole sort of topic reminds me of, I forget where in the Bible it says this, but it says that, you know, when it comes to, um, I want to say partnership, that you should not be unequally yoked. And that's what this kind of reminds me of when it comes mm. to using partners who, you know, because it's like their their way of being shouldn't be a burden to you. Absolutely. You know, that's right. how I look at it. Like, like at the end of the day, you may not necessarily agree on everything, whether it's religion or politics, because there, uh, there are people who don't have the same religion and they're together. Sure. Mm-hmm. They're Democratic and, and Republican, and they're still together. So clearly there's something uh, within their, 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 uh, yeah, the of their relationship that is stronger than these, these other the differences. Do you yeah. sort of, you know, put relationships in boxes and, you know, they found a way to balance out that those, that yoke, honestly. And that's kind of how I look at it, you know? No, definitely. And so I would say that these are things that people, prob- they probably had discussions about very early on. Mm. Right. And that's the, and that's the whole point of all of this is to be able to have these conversations sooner than later and ask the, yeah, let's go up on the first day with a MAGA hat on, like, you know, okay, that's what's up. I understand. Yeah. It's not going to work. Ah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> yes. So, so brother Olin, what's the, what's the uh, topic again, uh, before we close out? How important is lifestyle match in dating and relationship today we're focusing or, and, and it's, uh, expanded beyond that, but the initial focus was on, uh, physical exercise, fitness, meditation, yoga practices, uh, just basically physical health in general. So that's what's up. Listen, so you've been listening to uh, Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Changa, do you have, uh, can you give me some, could you give me some uh, yoga tips literally right here? Give me one or two yoga tips or yoga exercises that I can start doing right now. Like I want to start getting back into it. You got anything for me? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is uh, asana practice postures is just to reverse engineer your brain. Basically Uh, the thing with meditation, a lot of us in the West think we're doing meditation. We're actually only doing concentration. Okay. So uh, meditation Mm. is something that arrives. 
Well, meditation arrives to you. You can't go to it. The more you thirst or hunt for meditation, the more it would escape you. That's right. So, so meditation has to find you. And one way that you can allow meditation to find you is sort of doing something. This is why um, in Taoism or even other forms of Buddhism, they'll do a walk, a walking meditation, because meditation yeah. will find you in that walk. Different than daydreaming. So one of the things I, I would suggest doing is that uh, I myself, I get up at four or five o'clock and I'll just sit. But I'll tell myself I'm just sitting. I'll start to do a little neck yoga. And in the midst of the neck yoga, you know, meditation will find me. Or I'll do my eye yoga at the same time. And meditation will find me. So I think the best thing, there's a reason they call Raja Yoga the king of all yogas. It's Mm -hmm. the mind. If we can control mind, we can control all outcomes uh, because you accept. So the the thing that I would suggest to you because you're one of my closest and dearest friends is to uh, just sit and be with yourself. Sitting, being with yourself, and let that process uh, take One place. One of my favorite things to do. I love that. I love that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Chili, Chili you know, Kanga, can you? Can, go ahead, Leon. Go ahead, I brother. I was say you mentioned Taoism, and because uh, I've done a little bit of a you know reading, and I like to dabble in different like practices. And and one of the core yeah um, we see one of them is wine. You got a wine corkboard behind you. You are doing a whole lot of dabbling. No, <laughs> <laughs> <There's a> story <laughs> behind that. Story I behind know that. there is. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ahead, brother. I'm sorry. That's cool. And Taoism, you know, the first thing that one of the first thing to teach you is that the way is not the way. Come on. Right. So thinking like that you can control your mind is actually antithetical to actually reaching some sort of yeah. enlightenment. If you mm. will, right. Yeah. One of the biggest hurdles mm. I have when it comes to meditation is feeling like I have to do it. Even yep. though I know that mentally, spiritually, emotionally, my body, my mind, my spirit is better for it. When I put that pressure on myself, it yep. then starts to feel like, yeah. as, a, yep. as opposed to feeling like, no, nah, this is a benefit to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't control that. And yeah. mm-hmm. the sooner I realize that this is not to be controlled, the better yeah. I am at, you know, being able to navigate it. So, I mean, I thank you, uh, Chinga, for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thank you for bringing that up because then look at how powerful that is. We can't even, we can't even control ourselves while we right. out here trying to control right. what somebody exactly. else <laughs> Maya, you have something you want to add to that? Um. Mm, doesn't maya in uh hindu and buddhism does that mean doesn't that mean illusion it uh, it, in hindu it means illusion um i actually was raised buddhist um i am actually named after the mother of the buddha she's Mm -hmm. queen maya (laughs) (laughs) do you live inside of it yet or you still are you still evolving towards it Wow. I have gone back and forth on it. Um, my mother, my father is an atheist, but my mother is Buddhist. She actually chose, she went through a whole, what, what way before I was born, she went through a whole series of like kind of trying to find a religion that suited her the best. Right. And so she ended up picking Buddhism. And I've kind of gone back and forth on it a lot. It's like, you know, okay. sometimes I'm like, oh, this totally makes sense. And sometimes I'm like, so I'm still now I'm kind of in the <laughs> sort of I do understand the importance of meditation and all that. I'm not super big on yoga, um, but meditation I could do. I get the importance of I have a, I am very I have a lot of difficulty with it. Mm. But yeah. now, are, are your parents still together? No, they are not. Okay. All right. All right. Mm. We won't touch on that. Um, <laughs> so, so listen, we're going to wrap this up. 
Um, Changa, where can we find your podcast? Where can we find you? And uh, you, you, um, you teach a form of meditation. Uh, well, not a form, but you, uh, you're a part of. Uh, you created an organization. Is, is it uh, B? Yeah. yeah. So, so let, I'll answer all those things. Thanks for giving me the opportunity because oh, <laughs> Maya saying that uh, we have uh, online meditation. I'm partnered up with Tibetan. Uh, and so that's going to be on Zoom uh, on Monday at 1.30 p.m. and also on Friday at 1.30 p.m. And I think we're going to do one that hasn't been set up yet, but Wednesday at 9 p.m. That's any up. event, all of that is on my website, changabell.com. Uh, I'm also very active. C H A, it is Nancy G A B E L L Changabell dot com. Thank you. Okay. And um, also, the Black Male Yoga Initiative is something I founded. Uh, it's not exclusionary. It's just self-identifying because uh, you know black men are, are leading in health inequity, and I just figured I'd make a put a big welcome mat to say, hey, this is our heritage. Kemetic yoga is actually older than Indian yoga, than Hindu yoga. Um, That's correct. Yoga, yep. but uh, one of the reasons that we we uh, sort of find it laudable is because rightfully so, Patanjali wrote it all down. And, and, and you, you said uh, Kemetic yoga, so that's like ancient Egyptian? Kemet? Egyptian, yeah. Yep, Kemetic mm-hmm. yoga. Um, but in, on Twitter and on IG, Instagram, I am at Changabell, so at C-H-A-N-G-A-B-E-L-L. Uh, if you, uh, you can register for um, the mailing list, which will send out links for the online meditations and presentations, and that's on www.bmyi.org or at changabell.com. I like that. Oh, and the, and the podcast, sorry, brother. The podcast yeah. is available. It's called Conversations with a Yogi. It's on Spotify, and it's also on Anchor FM. All right. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Changa. Yeah, no, thank will you will for we come back and do another yeah. podcast? Absolutely. You know, I'm here whenever you call, bro. That's what's up. I appreciate you. Yeah. Pleasure meeting everyone, too. Thank you. make you a regular, too. Likewise. (laughs) Yes, yes. Big O, you got anything you want to close us out with? You want to say? No, I've I've, I've been listening intently to all of this, and I think it's it's very good. This is one of the privileges of uh, being on a part of this is that, uh, as I've been told, a wise man knows when to shut up. Come on. Hearing, hearing everybody, and I, I didn't think it was going to get this deep, but it's, it's very informative and very good that we all were able to touch, especially on the, the spiritual and mindfulness nature of mm-hmm. how being physical is not just about the physical body; it's also about the mind and the spirit, mm-hmm. and how you guys all tie that in together and taking um, care of yourself. So I, you know, this was one of the ones where I just I, I wanted to listen. No, it's all good, brother. I mean, yeah. you know, we. Uh, your your whether you're speaking or not your vibe your energy is ever present so it's always appreciated look so we want to close out maya thank you will you come back and join us on other podcasts sure yes al (laughs) really appreciate you and of course robin yes can we get get a you know i will you know i will Robin is going to be a regular and look king kong ain't got nothing on leon (laughs) yeah Thank you. I'm definitely gonna be here. I'm gonna stay oh, from now. See, that's I'm what's up. Here. And um, and I'd like to um, is it, everything happens for a reason. Um, because yes. there's something that I I had been working on. Um, I'm still developing, but it's a a training philosophy that kind of it goes in line with all of this. And I, I and I really think this has been timely. Thank you, Brother Chinga, for bringing up the mm-hmm. thing because 
uh, this kind of spills into my training philosophy, which is called uh, Live Slim, where SLIM is actually uh, an acronym for spirituality, lifestyle, intake, and movement. Um, and that's something that I'm looking on really developing and cultivating in a more uh, uh, intentional way. And obviously, I have the time to do so. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there in the spirit world and also yeah. out there so that, you know, it's almost kind of like, you know, I'm... I'm planting that seed so that I can then begin to cultivate it. And it's, um, and I, I'm just, y'all, y'all are here for the germination and I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll be talking more about that in more detail, but you know, I just want to put that out there. Definitely. Thank, thank you so much, brother Leon. You're much appreciated, man. Love your energy and your spirit. Um, you, you definitely have to share the story about those uh, those corks back there behind you one of these days. <laughs> um, it's not and, really a story. I found the board in lower in the Lower East Side, and because I guess somebody was cleaning out a restaurant. Man, I thought you was gonna make something up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> part, part of my lifestyle right now is living in, in truthfulness and honesty. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Leon. Uh, Changa, thank you once again so much, brother. I really appreciate you. I want to thank, um, before, before I thank Big O, lastly, I want to thank, um, our producer, Anna Semakova for bringing it. Anna Banana, thank you for your technical expertise. Also, our other, um, producer, uh, Bumpy, who's actually our sound engineer, but because we're doing this virtually, Bumpy has gotten the last two Sundays off. Last, but most certainly not least, Thank you, Big O, for keeping us in the know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So once again, you've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. May all your ups and downs actually be in the bed. Also, yeah, go ahead. Uh, don't forget to follow Talk It Over on yes. uh, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. I'm going to put that out well, there. Thank you so much, Leon. Appreciate that. May all your ups and downs be in bed. Slow motion for me. Gia. Peace. You've been listening to Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.